0: Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we're going to be discussing the book, Think and grow rich. Now, this book was written in 1937 and it was inspired by a guy named Andrew Carnegie, who came to America with just a few cents in his pocket and became one of the wealthiest men in America. Um, but he inspired uh, Napoleon Hill to write this book, and over a 25 year period, Uh, Napoleon Hill interviewed several um, wealthy people in that day and wanted to uh, find out exactly what made them wealthy, what made them successful, what made them who they were. So it was 25 years of research, think and grow rich. And the, the book, basically the philosophy around the idea of success. That, that's what it's all about, and um, Napoleon Hill thought that any endeavor can be reached through mental um, visualizing and imagination, and uh, it can be reached through um, thinking. And you know, God made our mind. It's just a. It, it will a computer will never be able to outdo the human mind uh, because God made it. Where we only we only use a very small percentage of it. If we tapped into the whole thing, it would be it would be unreal. Um, what we could do, what we could accomplish, and uh, you know, I've heard people, I've heard the saying, um, we're going to be very disappointed in heaven when we find out what we could actually do. Um, but that's not true at all, because there will be no disappointment in heaven. Um, however we're we're just not tapping into all the resources and we're spending our time and we're spending um, our life on a lot of foolish things that if we were really to focus and think and concentrate and dream and visualize and imagine it'd be it's amazing what we can accomplish so when we talk about this book I read this book uh, probably 15 years ago i read it and it's one of those things 15 years ago where you go, that's a really good book. Um, I've actually got a second edition copy that I came across. Uh, it's a collector copy. I think it's worth around $200 now. Um, but I, I keep it on my bookshelf. Um, this is a paperback copy um, that I'm reading through again. And I'm also with, with Travis, my son. And we're doing the... Um, we're doing the action guide right here. They have, they come out with an action guide, a lot of good questions, uh, to make us think, um, and, and to, and we discuss it. Uh, so it's really cool, uh, to do, especially with my son. So what I'm going to do today is, um, I'm going to outline some of the book. This is going to end up being, um, probably, uh, a, at least a part two, maybe a part three. It depends on how it goes. am going to, but I'm going to take a few things, um, that are uh, some of the most notable lessons from the book um, and I'm going to um, talk about it and I'm going to put it into um, our terms today. Some of the people, some of the most successful people I know today and and then me, my, you know, your little heating and air conditioning guy, your little furnace guy here um, that started with $274 in a used truck and uh, built a, a multi-million-dollar company that's still not finished growing yet. <laughs> um, so it's definitely growing; it's just not finished growing. So, um, so let's let's talk a little bit about this. Um, hopefully, you've read the book. If you're not, I challenge you to read it. I mean, over two hundred million copies have been sold of this book. So it's not just some old book that was written back in 1937. So the first lesson is on uh, your thoughts are very powerful. Uh, If you've not figured that out yet, our thoughts are very powerful. And um, it has a lot to do with our success, including uh, money, um, it's more powerful than money. It's more powerful than education. It's more powerful than just specific knowledge about something. The man that thinks he can accomplish something is already a step forward from the rest. And I just want to uh, also remind us, the Bible made it very clear. Uh, the Bible In the Bible it says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, so it starts with a thought. And the heart the heart is our being. It's not just our heart that's beating here. It has to do with our being, our mind, everything. So as a man thinketh in his heart, and, it, and it's not just about men, it's about women too. When the Bible talks about he, um, he's talking about mankind in general. And uh, but it's very clear. And it starts with a thought. It's a it's a deep passion, um, a resilience. It's um, a, that must take place. A deep passionate and uh, a passion and resilience must take place. Um, which brings us to number two. however, before I get to number two, I want to talk a little bit about how this has worked for me. So, I went to heating and air conditioning school. Um, I, I told a story before, but in case you just you know tuned in recently, uh, I, I was I worked for Firestone Tire and Rubber Company. I moved a couple hours from my home when I was 19 years old. I didn't want to go to college, and uh, my dad. My grandpa had retired from Firestone Tire and Rubber Company in the big plant in Akron, Ohio. My dad started out there, and then he got into warehousing through, in, uh, through Firestone. And we lived in Mansfield, Ohio. They had a distribution center there, and my dad was in supervision. So they were going to move to Dayton, Ohio. They actually owned what's called Dayton Tire. It's still, you still buy a Dayton Tire. And uh, they owned a Dayton Tire factory here in Dayton, Well, they closed the factory and they had a very large distribution center across the street from the factory. And they decided to move here since they owned it. And um, my dad said, if you want in, I can get you in. Uh, Not everybody from there was going to move. It was only about 20 guys. I said, I'm in, I'm 19. So I loaded up my little truck and I moved to Dayton, Ohio, and I rented a little apartment. And As I worked there, you know, over a period of time, I I thought that's what I wanted to do, and it ended up not being what I wanted to do. As I watched older guys getting up and down off forklifts, I thought, you know, I don't want to do that the rest of my life. I did it well. I liked doing it. I broke records loading and unloading tires there, but it's just something I didn't want to do the rest of my life. So um, my dad actually suggested taking heating and air conditioning, and he actually took this. we, We went to school together at night worked at Firestone during the day, went to school at night, and we took heating and air conditioning. Unfortunately, my dad ended up uh, transferring, and I didn't go. So uh, my dad transferred to, uh, I think, Pennsylvania to uh, a promotion and a transfer, and he didn't get to finish the course. Uh, but I finished the course. Now, in here's what I'm getting at. Uh, inside that course, inside that training at a, a what was used to be called a joint vocational school. Inside that school, I would sit there and I would think, one day I'm going to own my own business. I didn't know how. I didn't know when. But I thought about that. And I was so passionate about that that before my dad got transferred, I actually made business cards up. And it was just called McAfee's Heating, Cooling, Refrigeration. And I had... My name on one side, my dad's name on the other, and the phone number, my phone, personal phone number, wherever I read it, there wasn't any cell phones back then. This was in uh, the, the uh, somewhere around the mid 80s, somewhere in there, um, some, yeah. So anyway, um, but I was dreaming, I was visualizing, we're going to own a company one day. And I started seeing it didn't know how, I didn't know when, but I started seeing and I started visualizing. That's what this book's all about, folks. Uh, starting to see things, visualizing, putting it together, uh, dreaming. And so I started dreaming of having my own business. And uh, so we um, ended up, I got married. Uh, I was in heat, I got into heating and air after school. So I my my teacher uh, my instructor rather inv- advised me to go out there and get some experience. Thank goodness he did. Probably wouldn't be here today if I would have tried to jump out of trade school into a heating and air business. But I, I went out and I worked for a few other companies. I got married. We bought a house and started a business the same year. That's basically how it happened. And. I'm working out, I'm working out of my house and I started visualizing building a garage behind my house, something that simple. Just a, it, we ended up building a 24 by 24 garage, but I visualized it and I and I seen it. and it was going to be half warehouse, half office, and I was going to have the office, you know, remodeled so it was very professionally done, just a little small office, but it was when you walked in it, it was nice. So anyway, that happened. And it happened around at about my third year in business, we built a garage and I was able to pay cash for the garage and uh, the um, guy I had remodeled it, I was doing a lot of heating and air, not a lot, but I was doing some heating and air conditioning work for him and he ended up remodeling it when I after I got it built and he did my office up really nice. I mean, we had wood trim. Uh, stomp ceiling, all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was, when you walked in there, you'd never known it was a garage. And then it had half warehouse. So I had warehouse space, which I started buying um, stock and had, we had stock in there and I had a, a small amount of equipment on consignment, which everyone who comes here and visits McAfee is just blown away by um, how much stock we have. That's on consignment. I mean, it's the only way to go. It, it actually helps out your supplier. It gives them free warehouse space, and you don't have to you don't have to pay for anything until you sell it. So it's a it's a pretty smooth operation. Okay. So then we're working on it, and this all has to do with um, thinking and visualizing. Um, that's where it start everything starts with a thought. You know, nothing would happen in your life if it didn't start with a thought. I think I want to, I think I'd like to have a, it all starts with a thought folks. And the, and the, and the more you think about it, the more it's going to happen. I mean, when I put my mind to something and I start thinking about something, um, I'll fast forward to right now, we've been in our house 20 years and I told my wife the other day, I asked my wife the other day, Hey, what do you think about building a new house? Um, And we're not going to downsize. We're going to upsize. And I showed her the plans, and uh, she's getting excited about it because there's just a lot more than we built our house 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, we didn't have as much as we do today to build it. So uh, she's getting pretty excited about it, and uh, so we're we're looking forward to doing that. It started with a thought. What do you think? Okay, so we're working out of that garage, folks, and um, you know I started thinking we worked out of that garage for about seven years, but I started thinking. About hey, um, we need a building. We need a professional building. So somewhere about the fifth year out of the garage, I bought uh, a three-acre lot in um, in a corporate center, and I paid it all. I I paid it off. Took a couple of years to pay it off, and then we broke ground for a building. But when I bought the property, I put a nice big sign out there. It said "Future Site of McAfee Heating." Now, what does "future" mean? means I'm dreaming, means I'm thinking. But I planted that sign out there and it was a partial wooded lot. So I started visualizing the building. I started visualizing it would be close. There's a pond there. It would be close to the pond and the parking, the driveway would come in, et cetera. And um, started visualizing it. As a matter of fact, I think I have a picture of it we could put up there when I uh, after I broke ground, but it's, it's in the process of being built. That's it. So I started thinking about it. Um, I started thinking about uh, multiple things of, um, then we needed warehouse space. And I started thinking and dreaming about that. And we bought a warehouse, um, a bigger warehouse space. And then I started thinking about a sheet metal shop. And I visualized what it would look like and what we would do out of it. and, And I bought, I started, we started a sheet metal shop. 2006, somewhere around there, um, started a sheet metal shop, and it and it grew and it grew and it grew, and we've got a really nice sheet metal shop right here within our 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 newest facility, 30,000 square feet. Um, that we also talked about a satellite office needing a satellite branch, and we visual, I visualized it, we visualized it, we talked about it, and it, and I have a picture of that um, as well that you can see. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, throughout the years, you know, visualizing our revenue, um, how much do we want to do every year? And I visualize it and not every year has been perfect. And just because you visualize something doesn't mean you're going to get it. It's, um, but you've got a much better chance of getting it if you start seeing it and dreaming about it. And that's what this entire book, Think and Grow Rich is all about. You got to start thinking about it. And you're more likely to hit that goal. You're more likely to get that. And um, so, you know, that's where it all starts, folks, with a thought. I'll emphasize that over and over throughout this process. But some of us don't think enough. We're not spending enough time thinking. We're not spending enough time dreaming. We're putting out fires all day and, and trying to make things happen, but we're not even thinking about it. So, number two is desire. You've got to have a desire. Um, How bad do you want it? How bad do you want this? How bad do you want success? How bad do you want a new building? How bad do you want more trucks? How bad do you want good quality people to come and work for you, right? Um, Just how bad do you want it? And everyone, um, all of us have different goals, different dreams for ourselves, but have you asked yourself this question? Um, how bad do you want it? And um, when when we really want something bad enough, that's when we'll get it. That's when we'll go get it, and that's when we'll achieve it. And our thoughts, our thoughts um, go to a commitment or a desire, um, which we're talking about. You got to have a desire, and and then that leads to an action. So thoughts commitment, action, or thoughts, desire, action, and and that's what we're talking about. Remember, Christopher Columbus dreamed of an unknown shore. The world was supposed to be flat. He dreamed of an unknown shore. He took off, and the world was supposed to be flat, and it wasn't. It was round, and he ended up on another shore, and the Wright brothers imagined a flying machine, even when everyone told them it was impossible. And Henry Ford envisioned um, uh, a carriage w- without horses. And he built this automobile in his garage. And when he got it all built, he realized he didn't have a door big enough to get it out of the garage. And he had to cut a big opening in the garage to get the car out. Okay because he dreamed about doing it and he made it happen and he wasn't worried about a door, okay? He was focused on the car. And uh, these people had a couple things in common. First of all, they were resilient people, um, enough to overcome other people's critiques and repeated failures, you know, think about that. There's been a lot of people that's failed at what you're trying to do. In my little heating and air conditioning world, I watch people come and go all the time. They they leave. They go out of business, and another one comes in. And they go out of business, and a very 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 large portion go under. They don't. I mean, there's many many reasons why we're not going to get into that today. But a lot of companies go under, go out of business, and uh, that doesn't mean you can't start one today. That doesn't mean you you won't be successful don't let someone else's failure keep you from succeeding. So secondly, they had a vision. And that vision was clear enough with the combination of a burning desire that led to success. And that's exactly what it takes. And I don't care if you're running a small heating and air conditioning or plumbing or electrical or landscaping or whatever you do. And I don't care how big it is. And you have, if you have a dream to grow or improve or whatever it is, you can do it, and you can make it happen. If you have enough desire, you will make it happen. And I don't know about you, but the more people that tell me I can't means I'll probably succeed even more. And that's happened time to time again. I know it's happened for you. So, number three today is faith. And Napoleon Hill means, uh, in his words, faith means uh, convincing yourself, That a goal is achievable. And faith can be trained and improved through self-suggestion. So I read a book one time uh, years ago called Be Careful What You Say to Yourself. Because what you say to yourself is very important. And you'll either tell yourself um, positive things or negative things. And it will affect you either way. So it's a faith that can be trained through self-suggestion. And if you believe in something or have specific end in mind um, and practice convincing your mind of the opportunity to realize that goal, and after a while, your mind will subconsciously act on the behalf of your belief system. Now, that's what I'm talking about because God made our mind. It's just unreal. When you start telling it to do something, all it knows is what to do. And it will go to work, whether you like it or not, on making it happen. Of course, it takes, it takes that thought. It takes that desire. And it takes faith. Um, in, in a nutshell, you become what you think about. And that goes back to the Bible. Um, one of the most amazing gifts God gave us was the human mind. The ability to learn, the ability to think, the ability to choose. And we have free will to do that. God doesn't get involved in our thinking. We have free will to think. And the reason is the essence of what makes us human. And while the ability to think makes us human, it actually goes much, much deeper than that. Um, Our thoughts become a reflection of who we are and what we do. And that's a fact. And if you haven't thought about that lately, start thinking about it. Because it'll change your life. It'll change your it'll change your personal life, it'll change your business life. It'll improve your marriage. It'll improve the relationships with your kids. And we need to purposely avoid negativity and negative emotions. You know, there's a lot of drama that goes on every day that I just would rather not get involved in. <clears throat> and we're human. Sometimes we start the drama. But I'd just rather not. I'd rather not get involved in it. Um, I remember meeting John Maxwell, um, the leadership guru. I remember meeting his dad, and his dad at a church um, service one time. And I got introduced to his dad, and um, he said, um, he said, I just don't hang around negative people. If they start getting negative or start building drama, I just, folks, I just say, folks, I've got to go. I don't want to be part of this. Have a good day. Um, but we've got to be like that. We've got to stay away. From, avoid negativity. Avoid negative emotions. Focus on positive things. This world is now more abundant than ever. I mean, we live in a world that's just its unreal. I watched an older movie last night, and um, they um, had just come out with cell phones in this movie uh, in our world, so the movie just had some of these new fl- uh, flip phones, and uh, they they had another device. I don't even know what it was called, but they could text, but they had to, they had to use a little um, uh, stylus pen to be able to text through this, and it took forever to get the text back. But I told my wife, I said, "Let's look look at this movie. It's not that old, and look how much technology has changed." So um, we live in abundant abundance today. And we should have no excuses, no excuses for not realizing our full potential. You know, you want to be great. It's entirely up to you how great you want to be. Um, you, you can look at this through sports. You can look at this through business. You can look at this in anything. And you can be as great as you want to be, as great as you make up your mind to be. And Um, Napoleon Hill also mentions in this book that the importance of your goals of writing them down. And he says, write them down, Um, repeat them daily, day in and day out. And actually he suggests a detailed process for injecting both ambition and faith into the goals. And this process includes um, going to a, a very tranquil place. Where you know you won't be disturbed. Uh, John Maxwell, uh, John Maxwell calls it his thinking chair. It's a it's a chair where he only thinks. No phones, no interruptions. It's it's the thinking chair. Napoleon Hill said, "Go to this place. Close your eyes and repeat out loud your affirmations, your goals, what you want to accomplish." I I, uh, I started doing this a while back, and I keep this. I took an index card and I wrote it on my, my, uh, goals. I've got two goals on here and, uh, not going to read them out loud to you. Um, however, there are two big goals that I want to accomplish within the next five years. And, uh, I'm repeating it out loud. I'm reading it often. I'm getting into that tranquil place and then I'm repeating it. He says, repeat it every day and every night. And, uh, He said, put a copy of your affirmations in a place where you can see them every day. I have this with me every day. That's good and bad sometimes, right? Um, And he said, however, just half-heartedly repeating them is not going to do you any good. doesn't make sense. Make sure you do it with heart. Make sure you want to do this. Make sure you're into this. Don't do it if you're not into this. Don't do it just because you read it in a book. Don't do it because I talk about it. Do it because you love it. Do it because you want to do it. Um, that's the only way you're going to make it happen. Uh, get passionate about it. I read somewhere the other day that that be be obsessed with it. Obsess obsession has um, it even overrides passion. It's more important than passion. Be obsessed with it. Make it happen. Um, and repeat it again and again. You can, you can feel and sense your goals have already been accomplished. Stretch your imagination to the max and put emotion into your thoughts. Get, em, get emotional about it. Get passionate about it. Get excited about it. Bob Taylor, my one of my heroes, he was a, an evangelist, and he used to say, if you're happy, you better tell your face. Get excited about it. Show your excitement. Show somebody you're excited about what you do. Don't come in all humdrum, weaned on a pickle. Get excited about life. Get excited about your business. Everybody else will get excited around you when you're excited. All right, so that's, uh, that's, that's three parts today about this book. We'll continue next week. Uh, but before we wrap it up, folks, um, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can support this podcast by rating and reviewing it and telling all your friends about it, um, either on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening uh, because it's going to help you grow your business. It's going to help you improve your life. And as always, it's going to help you sleep better. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. And be sure to tune in next week where we're going to continue with part two of Think and uh, Grow Rich. And thanks for listening. And as always, carry on and have a great day.